Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. So have a look at your Instagram, have a look at your, you know, your Spotify playlist titles, um, all of these that we talked about. No, no, I'm not doing that. Do you know what my Spotify playlists are called? They're nothing provocative, but they're just wacky. Um, So I make a playlist every year, title them all, Mm -hmm. variations of my name, puns. The first one I had was Eminent, spelled (laughs) E-M-M-A-N-E-N-T. The next one I made was called Imagine, E-M-M-A-G-I-N-E. Yeah, like imagine, but (laughs) (laughs) So if they look at my playlist, they'd be like, WTF. (laughs) Hey everyone and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name's Emma, I'm a third year journalism student who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional and together we're excited to give you guys all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey Em and hello everyone. This week, we've got something really cool for you guys. We're going to go through the ultimate job search checklist of things that you should do when you're starting out your job search. That's right. We have made a little beautiful template checklist that you can download at www.interviewboss.com.au. We really just want to make life easy for you guys. It's going to be your one-stop shop. Check off everything on that list when you're about to dive into the job search. We're going to get straight in, starting with number one on the checklist. We have get your resume ready. I mean, this is a bit of a given, but what kind of things can people do to make well, sure that their Well, uh, we also ready? have a resume template that you can download, um, but you don't have to use that one. Um, go back and listen to our resume episode. There's tons of tips in there to make sure that your resume is ready um, and up to date. So pull it out, find it, update it, and then you can kind of check this one off. We've kind of designed this checklist so that as you're going through this, you can feel like you're making progress, even though you haven't necessarily applied for your first job yet. So updating your resumes can take a long time. It can take you, you know, a couple of evenings after work before you feel like it's ready. So step number one, polish up the resume. Give it a spruce. Number two on our checklist, we have get a cover letter template ready. Yeah, so we also have a template ready for you if you want that. Um, But you just need to have a a base ready to go so that you're not starting from scratch and creating a document um, when you want to go and uh, tailor your cover letter. Um, Again, we have an episode all about cover letters that you can listen to. Um, I don't recommend that you... um, that you always, always submit a cover letter, but you at least need to have a bit of a a starting point um, because some of the parts will be the same. 
Definitely. I always reuse cover letters. I have probably like three different types of paragraphs and I just alter depending on what skill they talk about. So get your little bones, get the skeleton of the cover letter there. It'll make life so much easier. And then we have tip number three, clean up your social media. Tighten your privacy settings. (laughs) Batten down the hatches. Yes. (laughs) That's exactly right. Get ready for your job search. So have a look at your Instagram. Have a look at your, you know, your Spotify playlist titles. Um, all what of the things hell? that we talked about. No, no, I'm not doing that. Do you know what my Spotify playlists mm-hmm. are called? They're nothing provocative, but they're just wacky. Um, so I make a playlist every year, and or maybe like mm-hmm. twice a year. And so it's it's like a big thing. I make a big playlist, and I'm just set. Like I hate doing it. Anyway, but I title them all variations of my name, puns. So (laughs) if I go through, I'll show you. So the first one I had was eminent, spelt (laughs) E-M-M-A-N-E-N-T. The next one I made was called imagine, E-M-M-A-G-I-N-E. Imagine. Yeah, like imagine, but imagine. And then the next one I had was immaculate, spelt E-M-M-A-C-L-A-T-E. Yeah, it's so good. And then are these like the your second- theme for the year? No, th- I've were you been feeling since 20- were you feeling immaculate? No. <laughs> no, no, I've just been doing these since 2018, and I just had to come up with more. Then the next one was one in a million, a million, a million. Uh, that one's not and as then- good. <laughs> it's not as good. I still think it's good though. And then the next one I have is emergency, <laughs> emergency. No. <laughs> <laughs> So if they look at my playlist, they'd be like, WTF. <laughs> By all yeah, means, nothing, have I a mean, look. None of those are red flags. So What do some people funny, have as theirs? Well, we talked about this in our, in our social media um, episode. <laughs> with, I actually haven't um, listened Bianca to the episode. Well, there you go. You've missed out. Um, when I ch- spoke to um, Bianca Lager from the Social Intelligence Corp, they do social media background checking um, for employers. And she said, you know, there's there's like six or seven different profiles out there that you have um, that you may not actually realise that you're leaving, you know, your mark on the internet. So Spotify playlists, like your Amazon wish list was another one that she said, obviously a bit what? more American. Yeah, but imagine what you could have in there. Is that, that why is that go, public Ooh. for people to see? Like, surely isn't that just well, your I, own account? Well, again, this is why we're saying clean up your social media and think about all those other places that make sure that you, you know, maybe put your Spotify playlists on private if you've got, you know, a making babies playlist. Maybe you don't oh want to have God, that out there. <laughs> that is enough. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Tip number four: We have update your seek profile. In caps locks, yes, fill in the employment section. <laughs> so have you ever been asked by Seek when you've been applying for jobs, M, to like complete your profile? Like have you seen those things? I don't think so. I haven't really applied for that many jobs through Seek. Or like the TV ads. They have TV ads where like the lady sprays out pink stuff and it's like get found on Seek. Um, anyway. Seek have clearly spent a lot of money trying to build up their their kind of Seek profile um, system. And as an employer, um, they sell access to that information to employers. So 
you may not know this, but every single time a company posts a job, they get access to what's called Seek Talent Search, which means that they can search all of the active profiles on Seek um, by keywords. They can look at when it was recently updated, all sorts of stuff. And they get um, credits with the job that they post to be able to contact people and invite them to apply for the job or to even just download their resume straight off Seek without you even having applied for anything. Seeking. They hunt you down. Yes. Now, it's certainly not like the majority way that people find jobs. It's still most people apply for jobs and they're found that way. Um, But... This is one of those things that once you set it up and you tick that box, your your details are out there and it increases the chances that someone's going to reach out to you. So I've said in caps, um, fill in the employment section because it's one of those really annoying things where you have to upload your resume and then it asks you, what was your most recent job? And then you've got to type it all out when it's all in your resume already. And it's super annoying. Like I know it's so annoying when they ask you to retype the information. But in this case, I think it's worth it because as an employer, when I see your profile, it, it might say um, it might say E. Smith and it might not give me your whole name and it would say like um, profile updated uh, three months ago. So I'm like, okay, maybe she's looking for a job. That's good. And I might filter by only the people who've updated their profile recently um, and then I'll be able to see your most recent employer, but only if you filled it in. And sometimes I go through the Seek Talent Search. And you can actually see people who've typed uh, refer to resume, (laughs) which is cute. But like, I can't see your resume. So I'm not going to contact you if I've got nothing to go on. So fill out your whole Seek profile. Yes, it's what they want you to do. But there's a chance that someone might reach out to you and invite you to apply for their job. And that's what we want. Moving on to tip number five we have create an account on indeed and upload your resume now indeed is like another seek is that right yeah so um there's a slight difference between the two so seek is a job board indeed is a job search engine so what indeed try and do is they get jobs from every single location so if you have a company website and you post your job on your company website you don't send it anywhere it's just on your website Indeed will go and find it and take it and put it on Indeed. They wow. do that for free. Thanks, so you don't Indeed. have to pay anything. Out here doing God's yeah. work. Wow. Love they you. even they even ask people to like take photos of like help wanted signs oh in God. cafes and stuff and upload them. Their mission is to have every job in the world on Indeed. So globally, they are the biggest player. Um, here in Australia, they are not the biggest player. Seek has definitely the monopoly. Um, but Indeed is big. So again, same similar concept here. They have an ability for you to create a profile. Um, do that. They are starting to sell access to Indeed Search um, for you to search up candidates. Um, and the more that they sell that, the more employers are going to use it, the more chance you have of being searched up and reached out to. Fantastic. Moving on to our checklist item number six, we have update your LinkedIn profile to open to opportunities. Now, if you're not a LinkedIn expert, head to our LinkedIn episode because we had Karen on the pod and she was an absolute powerhouse, just a, a fountain of knowledge that we were drinking yes. from. Um, yeah. It's a long but one, but it, it is so much But in it's it. worth it. But for those that might not know, what does changing it to open to opportunities mean? Is that just a setting? It then pops up yeah. that they're like actively hunting 
Yeah, exactly. Um, so it means that recruiters can see that you're open to opportunities. It doesn't go on your profile or anything. You might have seen like the people who have that green thing on their profile picture that says open to work. That means that's like a pandemic thing of like um, – hey, help me out, maybe connect me with someone. Mm. This open to opportunities is private. It's in the background. Um, it's existed since the beginning of LinkedIn, um, modern LinkedIn at least. And it means recruiters, when they're searching you, they can see that you're open to them reaching out to you. And again, it just increases the likelihood that someone will reach out to you. Um, I'd also say you obviously can't, you shouldn't, you know, it's not worth doing this unless you've got a LinkedIn profile. And also it's up to date, like, have a look at the photo, have a look at, you know, what your most recent job is, make sure it matches your CV, spend, you know, an hour just freshening it up. Moving on, we have follow the companies you want to work for and like their posts. We're trying to slide into their DMs. <laughs> yeah, this is um, on LinkedIn as well I'm talking about. So, um, obviously not relevant if you don't uh, use LinkedIn. You could probably do this on Facebook and Instagram and things Probably like that a little too. bit more weird. but it's specifically going to be helpful <laughs> you can just like you just follow yeah. them on you know nobody's going to know um, but it very specifically helpful on LinkedIn so what happens is if I'm searching for uh, let's say a marketing manager and I'm searching on LinkedIn because I've got a recruiter license and I'm trying to find someone for that job um, and you might come up, Emma, and it says Emma Smith, you know, marketing manager at um, McDonald's. And I might say, oh, cool. Okay, Emma looks kind of good. Um, and I see that you follow my company. It will put you at the top of my list mm. because you've, you're have you warm kind of thing. So basically you can filter and it's like all these hundred people match my search, but you're up in the top five because you have already engaged with my company. And so basically it's LinkedIn's way of telling me, Emma might be more open to working for you and to you messaging she's her engaging. because she's already liked your company. Exactly. So go through and find the companies that you'd be interested in working for, follow them on LinkedIn. Um, and if they post something, give it a like. Com I mean, you don't have to comment on it, but like, you know, just engage with their stuff, see what they're doing. But the main thing is to become a follower of that company um, because that will help you if you're appearing in recruiter searches. Fantastic insider knowledge here. I love this. Getting the inside scoop. Regular folk would never know that. Yeah. This is this isn't your average checklist. This is the ultimate checklist. Yeah, true. We didn't title it the ultimate checklist for nothing. Moving on, we have networking. We have a whole episode on this, so we don't need to dive in too much. Go back and listen to that. But start your networking. If you're about to job hunt, talk to people. Tell them you're hunting. Reach out to contacts, yeah. you know. Throw yourself in there. Go. I would challenge you to go for one kind of informational interview, like a coffee catch up with someone. It's um, You reach out to them maybe, you know, through a friend or on LinkedIn or you know, through another channel and you just ask um, if you can have a chat to them about their career and ask them some advice. I'd encourage you to do that at least once in your career. And if you're listening to us, let us be the reason. Um, if someone asks you, oh, why did you do that? Just blame us. Just say the interview boss girls made me do it. Mm. Um, and I if it's terrible, well, then whatever, you know, you, you wasted terrible, an hour you drank a yummy coffee. Exactly, exactly. But... Best case scenario, maybe it gets you a contact that eventually gets the job. We love that. Next, we have connect with some recruiters. 
Yes. So this can be in a couple of ways. So you might um, see recruiters advertising on Seek um, and you might see their phone number down the bottom. Give them a call. Find out um, who the recruiters are in your industry, whose names keep popping up, who's got a good reputation, um, who do you connect with over the phone, um, because you can have you know a great recruiter, but if they're too busy for you and they never return your calls, you're not going to get much out of them. Um, so I'd encourage you to find a couple of good recruiters that you really like. Um, and if you listen to our recruitment agency episode, maybe you want to go all in with one recruiter, or maybe you want to have two um, that you really like. Um, you can even follow, you know, some recruiters on LinkedIn. They will actually post their jobs out on their on their page. Um, so I follow a couple of um, HR recruiters who've all reached out to me over the years and stuff. And you see their posts, and they'll they'll actually post um, HR manager role, North Sydney, um, brand new company, and they'll list the salary on there too. Um, so if you see that post, they might not have even gotten ready put that online yet um, they might just have quickly thrown that up on LinkedIn before they actually post the ad and if you're already connected with them you can be like hey Sophie let's have a chat um, what's this role that you've just um, early exactly the yeah and if you're already in their network you're going to see that kind of stuff so connect with some recruiters also benefit that we talked about in our LinkedIn episode you get access to their network too so all all the people they're connected with become your second level connections um, so you can view more profiles that way this is so complex it's like family tree shit like your second it second is, yeah. cousins one removed connect. yeah that's, that's yeah it. wow it's exactly yeah, it like degrees this. of separation is kind of mm. how LinkedIn works yeah Amazing. Do you know the, what's it called? My friend was telling me about it the other day, like the sixth law of something or other that like is this theory that states you could know anyone in the world by six contacts Seven. or something. Seven. Seven degrees of separation. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. That's it. It boggles yeah. my mind, but I kind of get it because how often do you meet someone random that you're like, oh my God, that's my cousin's uncle's neighbor. Like how that happens to me so much. So I kind of believe it like maybe maybe yeah. i'm connected to someone in kenya by six by seven people that i know like what i just definitely I surely someone you know you, it would probably be less than seven probably someone you know know someone really cool who's traveled a lot and they've traveled <gasps> to kenya and they know someone easy done like <laughs> what i just it boggles my little brain anyway irrelevant moving on our fourth last checklist point here we have sort out your references this sounds so lame we've plugged our own podcast about five times in this checklist but we do have an episode just last week we dived in completely to references so we won't we won't repeat ourselves too much but it's important you don't want to be that lame person that gives a reference yeah their employer calls up and they don't give a great reference or they say sorry who are you calling for it just it's not a good look come on sort them out yeah, sort them ask out. them in advance before you're going to be applying for jobs don't apply for jobs and then say oh can you be my reference i already put you down and they're going to call you tomorrow no get organized yeah. make it happen and um totally understand you know we're plugging all stuff that other episodes that you can very much go and listen to but what we're doing here is we're putting it in order and we're giving you a checklist so that you can if you're if you're a list person and i know you out there listening if you're a list person you're gonna like this because you can download this pdf 
have it on your phone and when you open up your little PDF on your on your iPhone or whatever phone, um, you can put the little pen thing on and literally tick off each thing as you've done it and you can feel accomplished in your job search because this is a getting a new job is like it's a big deal. It takes a long time um, and you're going to feel satisfied that you're giving yourself every single chance by downloading this and, and going through these steps. Third last on our list here, we have understand your salary expectations. This is a big one and I feel like one that might scare some people. But rest assured, next week we're going to release an episode on salary expectations, negotiation. We're going to dive right in. Might be a long one. We're going to really go ham Mm -hmm. on that one because there's so much to talk about. So until then though, give us some brief tips. What, What? How can they understand their salary expectations? What if you have no idea? Uh, well, if you have no idea, you're probably in a position where, like, for example, yourself, M, if you're looking to get that first kind of grad job, you're probably in an environment where you're just going to take what they give you in terms of salary. Yeah. You're more, you're more got to get your foot in the door, right? So that's great. Easy. Done. You don't have to worry about it. If you are already in a role and you're paid, say, 60000 and you're looking for a role and you, you know that you don't really want to move unless it's more than that, right? So what does that mean for you? Does it have to be sixty-five, or would you only move for seventy? You need to really understand this before you actually see the job. And I think some people kind of think, oh, it depends on the job. Yeah, maybe it does. But what is that floor number for you that you won't go below? I think you need to come to terms with that ahead of time. Um, so that when the salary negotiation stuff comes up, um, you've already pre-decided, no, I did say to myself, I'm not going to take anything less than what I'm on. Um, So, you know, I will negotiate with that or I will turn down the role or I won't apply or whatever it might be. Um, I think this is really important. If you've got a goal for salary that you want to meet, you know, work work out what that is as well. If you want to get a, you know, 10K pay rise or a 15K pay rise, okay, work out what that number is. and write that down. Fantastic. Now, this next stop point we have is ambiguous. I'm going to need you to explain this a bit more. It says, <laughs> it says go shopping. Now, <laughs> what are we doing? Are we going on a shopping spree because we're doing so well? Are we going to buy interview clothes? What are we doing? <laughs> we're buying interview clothes. Yay. You've made it. Go and buy some I think power pants and a power suit. Well, this is something that I've never done before and in hindsight I just think I always feel good in a fresh new outfit mm, who does rather it? than pulling something out of the back of your closet you know an old blazer that you haven't worn or a skirt that you didn't you know you haven't worn all year um you know your interview outfit that you wore last time you went for a job two years ago go and get yourself a new piece of clothing for your interview outfit it doesn't have to be a whole outfit maybe it's a new pair of shoes maybe it's a blazer Um, invest in yourself. You're going to spend a lot of time doing this. And if you have like a really nice outfit to go to, you know, whether it's a, yeah, like a jacket or a new shirt for guys or a new tie, whatever that is, um, you're going to feel more confident in your interviews. And confidence is one of those key kind of first impression things that people really pick up on. Um, And let's face it, the rest of the job search is going to be hard. You're going to be applying for jobs at night. It's stressful. You're going for interviews. You're waiting to hear back from people. You know, you probably don't like your job because otherwise why would you be applying for jobs? All right, that was very doom and gloom. It's not – that sounded horrific. Yeah, but I'm saying make it fun. Yeah. Go shopping. Can we just talk just about add a little bit of a fun thing in there? I personally believe that shopping for work clothes is absolutely miserable because one, they're so fucking expensive for what? <laughs> Number two, like 
I hate them. Like, even if I buy, like, a nice set of work clothes, like, you know, nice within the work clothes realm, they're still not nice within my normal idea of what nice clothes are. Like, it's not to my taste. So it just feels like the biggest waste of money being like, great, I'm wearing this during the week to work. Like, I just I just hate it. I'm never going to wear these clothes and they suck. Maybe I'd feel different if I was, like, a full what corporate a, lady. What about a nice blazer? No, yeah, maybe I'd feel different if I was a full corporate gal because, like, I guess you're spending more time in these clothes than you're not. But for me, who's not quite yet in the corporate world, if I have to buy interview clothes or, like, placement clothes, I'm like, this is actually depressing because when I'm, I hate this. Okay, so what what did you wear to your last interview? Give us, give us paint us a picture. I wore a white little blouse with, like, three wooden buttons down the middle like you know those tops and then I wore my sister's mm-hmm. our middle sister Annie thanks Annie love you it was the night before and I had nothing to wear um like red like culotte <laughs> like a nice high-waisted red oh, culotte yeah yep so if you owned a pair of those pants I would never wear would you them not wear no them? absolutely not have you seen what I wear I wear baggy jumpers boyfriend jeans and air force ones <laughs> everywhere I would never be caught dead wearing a red culotte ever what about the top what about that yeah I, I wear it to my no I wear it on Wednesdays to my newsroom class because I have to interview people so I, I wear it then but no I would never <laughs> simply wear that kind of thing anyway shout out to anyone right. else that never well, dresses like that there you go it sucks paying money for that well there you go the fun thing on the list and you've just absolutely shot it down yeah well you some just, people you know, might find you're it not going to enjoy I'm it not gonna, maybe I'll go shopping for well, some for a maybe, job search reward like something else maybe maybe if you had an interview outfit that you actually liked that felt like you maybe it would maybe you wouldn't hate it so this is true but i also hate shopping that's my challenge to you i hate shopping though so i'm not going to be committed to going to find that anyway moving on our last checklist that was i don't know how we're related our last checklist we have track your applications we have talked about this a little bit before but there is nothing worse than if you've applied for five million jobs someone calls you and you don't even know what company they're from what the job is let alone can you answer why you want it because you were just in a job search Mm. rampage the night before so keep tabs have a list of what you've actively applied for maybe write down the time period in which they said you could hear back so you know okay in two weeks i'm going to be expecting a call from Coles. blah 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 track your applications i created a little um notes in my let me start that again i created a note in my notes app in my phone um just with the job that i applied for what date i applied what was the company um a few dot points about the job and a link to the actual ad as well. Um, Because if you get a phone call, you're going to want to look back at that ad. Now, Seek will actually save them for you on the one, if you've got an account, so you can go back and look at those. Um, But I'd encourage you, you know, we'll do another episode about this um, one day, but I'd encourage you to not just apply on Seek. Look on Indeed as well. Look on Jora, look on LinkedIn, look on other places as well. Um, Advertising on Seek is expensive. Shout out Seek. Love you guys. Um, <laughs> so not every employer will put every single job onto Seek. So there may not be everything on there. So don't exclusively go with them um, and make sure you keep a list so that you know also, what uh, about, who's calling what you. Also, what about the local paper if you live rurally? Because my last <laughs> employer put an ad in the paper. So 
Like, no, seriously, if you're a, if you're hiring a job for someone that's like middle age, the paper's where it's at for that that demographic, <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> if you live in rural or regional New South Wales, um, we hear you, get we see you because we're from the country. Get the paper. You never know. You never know. Once upon a time, I put an ad in the paper for a job that we were hiring for. Um, and we also did a billboard as well for a job that we were hiring for. Neither of those two things worked at all. But it was a very old school people sitting around being like, mm. what about an ad in the paper? Um, it's so expensive and it just doesn't work. But mm. some people still do it. And what I will say, if you do see an ad in the paper and you do like the job, they are really desperate for people <laughs> because they've put an ad in the paper. <laughs> yeah, jump on that. Wrapping up this episode, we've given you heaps of insider knowledge, lots of tips about Seek and all the little ways that you can improve your findability. Is that a word? I'm going with it. Anyway, download our checklist at www.interviewboss.com. It is your one-stop shop to make sure you are totally prepared for the job search. And we'll be back in your ears next week. See ya. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you want to hear more from us, make sure you hit subscribe. We're a new podcast, so if you liked this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you could give us a review so we can help even more people. For more advice, inspiration, and a supportive community, join us in the Interview Boss Facebook group. we've been your job search besties and helped you in some way there's a cool way you can support the show shout us a virtual coffee we get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa if you keep us caffeinated we can keep the content coming <laughs>